Hey guys, thanks for joining me. Another episode of Chat with Matt. Thank you. We're back from the States, back in Sydney town, baby. Um, what a trip, man. Yeah, mate. What a trip that was. Was in um, San Diego for my coach uh, and mentor Jason Phillips event, the Impact Collective. It was unbelievable, mate. Such an, oh, such an eye-opening weekend. Just learned so much. Just being around my mentor, Jace, all week. Like seven days with him, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner pretty much. Just seeing the pace that he moves. Wow, man, like just really woke me up. We had a lot of great speakers there. Cole, Cole DeSoto, who's um, he's a young up-and-coming entrepreneur. He's a videographer. And um, one, of the, one of my biggest takeaways from the weekend was um, just setting your price, you know, doing what you love every day. And Jace got up there and he spoke and he said he was making seven figures. He was a million-dollar nutrition coach. It's what he wanted to do. He had 160 clients on the books, but he was on the phone 20 hours a day. Like he built that. He built a prison around his life. So he said, yeah, I was making a million dollars. That was his goal. But, you know, is it what he really wanted? Did he want to be on the phone 20 hours a day? So it just really got me thinking because, you know, one thing I got into fitness and it's just about impact and then, you know, clients come and then we just find ourselves just always head down, working, 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 and then, you know, we look up. We're missing workouts. We're getting lazy on our nutrition, you know, relationships. You know, we're not catching up with friends. We're not going, you know, dates with a girlfriend or your fiancé. So, yeah, it was just real eye-opening just to really chase, um, you know, your soul doesn't lie. That's one thing I got. Your soul doesn't lie. Just listen to it and really chase what you really want, you know, kind of design your life. Design the life you want, know what you want, and then reverse engineer it. So that's my just my biggest takeaway, man. I'm just I'm really enjoying the process at the moment. You know, day to day in my gym, I love coaching, I love doing nutrition. So it just really made me aware early on in my career of where I'm going and to design that life I want, not to kind of prison myself and build a life around like Jason or Drew Canoli, who was another speaker, who's he's worth three hundred million. He was an amazing speaker, guys. Definitely check him out. He's got um a product called Organifi. He's got a green product, a gut product, and there's there's another one. Oh, there's his chocolate gold. It's literally it's magic. It's got turmeric. Um, it's something you take before bed. It tastes exactly like a mocha, and he's just really killed it. He just started off juicing, so he was um. I think 300 pounds, he lost a lot of weight and he just documented the process. So he started juicing and then um, he found there was a bit of buying. There was people interested in his story, how he did it. So he decided to um, take on a few clients and then juice for him. He lived with them for a week and charged a certain amount of money and it just grew from there. Now he's built this $300 million business. He said he works three hours a day. Now, I'm not saying... Three hours a day, you know, once you reach success, you only need to work three hours a day. That's the way he's designed his life. He's built a great team and he's designed it. That's what he wanted. He leaves it to his team. He's happy. He goes and does what he loves. Now, 
What are you doing today? Are you designing what you really love? That's the topic of today. I just want you guys to understand that it's never too late to do what you want. I'm no guru. I'm no, no self-help guy, but, you know, I was in tiling for nine years. I, I um, didn't hate it, but I just knew I didn't want to be doing it, and I kind of stayed in there, you know. So just want to make you guys aware. Just listen to your soul, mate. Listen what's on the inside, you know, what's true to you, um, what's authentic to you, what's your story. And uh, just be patient, man. Play the long game. You know, things will always work out. We we kind of want this instant gratification. You know, we jump on social media, things come quick. But, um, yeah, just really focus on what's more, um, what you really want. Um, if you if you want to, if you don't want to build a business, don't be, you don't have to build a business. Work in a business. Just because you're, um, you're idle, say you look up to Kevin Hart, just be, because he's selling out arenas doesn't mean you have to go and sell out arenas, you know? What's true to you? What's your story? Um, be so good they can't ignore you, man. That was one of the biggest takeaways. Like, if you truly love what you do, you master your craft, just keep working at it every day, um, things will come. Your prospects will come. People will come and seek you out. People talk. That's the biggest thing. My, word, my uh, business is built around uh, word of mouth. It's huge, you know, and I just want to really dial in on that this year, really focus on my connections, you know, run a lot of events, really impact my community and just help people. And I just know, you know, just enjoying the process, things will come. My business will build and, um, yeah, I just really love it. But uh, I just wanted to, it just takes me back, man, just how I got started. I don't know if you've you guys have heard my story from where you're listening to. I've quickly recapped it, but yeah, just starting off, man, I was tiling. You know, I was in, I was a tiler for you know eight nine years after school. Got straight into it, seventeen, eighteen, um, and it was actually my second last HSE exam. And my dad said, "Oh, you know, there's an opportunity tiling for my company." My dad's a tiler, but he was working for a company, so he kind of got me in. And he goes, Matt, if you want, you know, the opportunity is there. And I said, you know what, let, let me take it. I still completed that last exam, but I just started working. And my first job was Parramatta Town Hall. And, um, yeah, it was a long day. It was 6 a.m. because I remember having my mate's, um, mate Habib's. Uh, sounds funny, but, yeah, that was his name, Habib. It was his um, birthday. So we worked a long day. It was 6 a.m. till 6 p.m. And then I had to come home. Quickly fast forward through the Sharks game. Sharks was St. George was on uh, TV. It's funny how you remember these things. And then, um, yeah, headed to the party at White Castle. That was a place where it all went down back in the day before 18. Um, and, yeah, that was um, my first real taste of, uh, you know, hard day's work. And then, yeah, just got caught up with it. So it wasn't something that I really thought about and what I really wanted, but kind of, just went through the motions, then you get caught up and then you're thinking about making, you know, a bit of money. Um, I was doing my apprenticeship, which is shit money, <laughs> for a while. So doing that, studied at TAFE, you know, you got to go through the motions. That's why a lot of people think your first day in business, you should be making so-and-so. No, mate, start with the basics. And that's where tiling really helped me, going through my apprenticeship because then fast forward to personal training, you know, you got to start from scratch, start in parks. But, um, yeah, so I did that for eight to nine years. 
And then um, I just really started getting stuck into fitness. I don't know. I was just kind of in neutral. I just felt like my life wasn't going anywhere. Um, before I met Beck, I was literally going out every weekend, getting on the drink, partying, going out to coffees during the week. And just I did not value money. Like I was just blowing whatever I had. I was making money. I remember I used to get paid $70 on Saturday. And um, that was like the first hour of the night that was gone. Like Those that go out, they know 70 bucks ain't going to get you far. So I was literally working. So I would get paid 370 bucks a week. And you can imagine how much damage you can do on a Saturday night once we'll even we'll meet up earlier, we'll pre-drink and then we'll go on out. And there was no Uber then. So it was taxi there, taxi back home. So... Yeah, guys, that's um, kind of how, kind of how I started. Then I, yeah, I just kind of find I was at a standstill, and um, really love, tra- really love training, really love training, training. I just really got stuck into boxing. Me and a mate started boxing, and just really fell in love with the whole training side of things. Got onto this Danny Green diet, and that's when I started just beating up myself. And you know, I was training mornings, training nights. I was on this Danny Green diet. Nothing against you, mate. I love you, Greeny. But, um, yeah, it was kind of like a set meal plan. So I was absolutely hammering myself. And um, I was eating wraps with pastrami every day, turkey with a wrap. I I wasn't eating anywhere near where I should have been eating. And, um, yeah, I got super lean. Um, Just continued training, continued boxing. And then there came a point where we went into the gym at Dulwich Hill and went up to our coach and we're like, all right, we want to fight, man. This is what we want to do. Like, I honestly thought I was going to be a world champion. It's just crazy how I just how I would think back then. But he said, all right, what I'll do is I'll put you in first. So he got my mate in. He was booked in for Marconi Club. So went down. It was fight night. It was a Saturday night. Um, went down there, waiting, waiting. Coach didn't show up. So it's 20 minutes before his fight. He's like, Maddie, I don't think, uh, I'm not going to say his name, but don't, don't think blah, blah, blah is coming. And I was like, all right, well, time to step up. I grabbed a pair of pads and I uh, started doing pads in the background, you know, warming him up. And I was like, wow, man, I truly love this. You know, like just the feeling of being there. There was a pretty decent crowd just helping someone, you know, helping someone to get better because this meant a lot to us. And, um, that kind of sparked that light in me. And then uh, I did, I remember I was sparring about a month later after that fight night and uh, I did rib cartilage. So anyone that's done rib cartilage, super painful, put me out for six weeks and then I was just doing a lot of thinking. Like I kind of lost that drive and anyone that's ever boxed or done something like, men- <laughs> oh, the way you think is everything. It's mentality. And, uh, yeah, it was playing on my mind. And I go, you know what? Is this really for me? You know, like a lot of people like Tyson, they came from nothing. You know, I had a very supportive home, you know, grew up loving family. And I was like, I don't know how far I can really take this. You know, there's people that would be hungrier than me. Um, And it just kind of messed with me. And then in the end got out of it. And I was just really fighting between, do I really want to be a trainer or am I chasing this boxing? And then. That's where I decided, like, I want to be a trainer. So went out, started getting certified, 
um, and just kept working hard in the gym. Every morning I'd turn up at 5 a.m. and I just knew the harder I trained, it's crazy, but it's the way I thought. The harder you train, the more successful you'll be. Like, get through this session, work your ass off, things will happen. So, yeah, day after day, just kept showing up. Greg Plitt, I used to really look up to him, man. He was um, the number one fitness model. He's uh, on my mural. I'd watch his videos. We'll go rip in. And then I started getting into Conor McGregor, just about law of attraction. I would listen to his speech every morning at the gym and just really got me motivated. And he said, man, I was in a plumbing trade. He said something along these lines. Don't quote me on it. But I was in a plumbing trade. I was in a dead-end job. And I was like, if I don't love doing it, why am I doing it? And I thought, wow, man, that's me. I'm a Tyler. You know, I'm in a trade. I don't love it. Why am I doing it? So bang, got out of it. And then eventually my first client, a guy, Joe, from the gym approached me and he goes, Matty, I want you to train me. So we started training. Started training him one-on-one. I think I was charging him 60 bucks a session, which is pretty good coin for considering I didn't have no experience. I knew what I was doing. I really studied it. But I was nowhere near where I was now. I thought I knew it all, but anyway. So, yeah, we started training Joe. And then my brother-in-law actually approached me and he said, Matty, why don't you run boot camps in parks for me and a few mates? And bang, actually ran my first session with Beck in the park. And then what happened? She got in an argument. <laughs> actually, we got in an argument and then she left the park. It was so funny. Had to pack up shop. Hopefully no one saw me. Um, but anyway, started running boot camps with my sister, my brother-in-law, his friend, and Beck, my fiance. And literally started from there and then just put a post out on Facebook. I was running Saturday boot camps on the weekend, Saturday. Put a post out, one person told the next person, and I just delivered every session. Every time I showed up, whether there was one person or no one, I just kept delivering, kept delivering, kept delivering. And I truly love what I was doing. I remember there was one Saturday, it was like 6.58, and it was me and Beck in the park. This is why I'm so big on mindset. And if you believe something, honestly, it will happen. You cannot beat someone who's got belief. And you can't stop someone who knows where he's going. So it was like 6.58. I'm probably exaggerating. 6.57. Let's say three minutes. It was just me and Beck. There was no one there. And then Beck's like, what are you going to do? And I was like, man, we're going to train. This session's still running. You know, I was set up. Oh, there was like three dumbbells I bought from Kmart and two kettlebells. But I just knew, you know, I just knew I couldn't quit. And, um, yeah, when it hit seven, five past seven, you know, five people showed up, ten people showed up. Class started filling up. It actually turned out to be one of my busiest sessions. And that's when kind of thing, like, that gave me confidence and we started building from there. I started running boot camps more often. In the parks, I think it was like Monday, Wednesdays, it was like 6.30 class and 7.30 p.m. And um, word got around and, um, yeah, long story short, um, another trainer rang the, rang the council, kicked me out of the park. We rented out a little garage gym, stayed there for six months, had more problems there. So just understand it's not going to be a like straight path to success. You know, I was was barely making rent. Beck paid my first month rent there, my bond. And I was literally, I remember the 
the rent was 300 bucks a week and I was just breaking even. I was literally just breaking even, but I would turn up every day, the 9.30, 9.30 class, 30 classes, 30 classes were happening. And I would, and they would even ask me, Maddie, you know, we can go home. And I was like, nah, Matt, nah, mate, we're running it. Like, I just knew I couldn't quit. If I quit, I would feel guilty. And that's the same guilt I've got now. I was talking to Jace in America. I was like, it's crazy. If I send nine texts a day and I tell myself I'm going to do 10, I'm absolutely filthy with myself. Like I'm pissed off for the rest of the day because I just know what that one text could do. Like tomorrow I've got the mentality I'm going to wake up broke. Like it's that serious to me. Everything matters. And I think if you take that philosophy or whatever you call it, take it in your day-to-day life, how you attack anything, how you attack your nutrition, how you attack your training, how you attack your family life, how you attack your business life, details matter. And, you know, I'm working on these things every day. I'm not perfect. I'm average at most, but I believe I'm doing well, you know. On the, on the spectrum of things, after going to America last week, I realized where I was at and the pace I need to move at. And now I'm really stepping it up and focusing on that next level because I realized I was getting a bit comfortable. So now it's really time to, to jazz things up a bit. Um, so, yeah, guys, that was one of my biggest takeaways. Just... Um, you know, listen to your soul, do what you love. Honestly, if you're doing what you love, you will find a way to make money. Don't worry about the money. I don't think about it. I'll get 20 more signups next month. Does not affect me, honestly. If I get 10 cancellations, I still feel the same. And that's the honest to God truth, guys. It does not affect me either way. I still feel the same as I did day one. And I still feel the same now. It doesn't matter how many more clients I've got. The thing that makes me feel good is transformations. People coming to me saying, you know what? We went through this reverse diet six months later. Thank you so much. You helped me out with my nutrition. Oh, Matt, you know, my, my blood pressure went down. Or oh, I had this shoulder injury. You know, we went through chiros, physios. No one could fix it. Thank you so much, Matt. That lights me up. That's why I do this. You know, people that say I've had mental health, I um. You know, I was depressed for a long time and after coming to your classes, I don't see my psychologist anymore or my therapist. It's just crazy, man. Like that's why I do it. I couldn't give a shit about the money. Everyone's always going on about, you know, do what you love, blah, blah. But a lot of people attach money to it or like a Lamborghini. Now it's great to attach these things to it, but chase fulfillment. Jason, man, like these guys changed my life the past week. He said, chase fulfillment, you know, do what you really love. And, um, yeah, I think that's truly what matters, man. Like, chase, do what you love, find whatever that is. And if you're flipping burgers, flip the best burgers at Macca's, you know. If you're a cleaner, do a great job. And I truly believe you can make money doing anything. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Thanks for joining me. If you can please tag me on Instagram, guys, so I can share it on my page. I've just got no, or what is it? I've just got wind. Next week, Jeremy Scott Fitness. He's huge. Check him out on Instagram, guys. He's from Muscle and Fitness. He's got his own um, gym, boutique gym in um, Scottsdale, Arizona. And he's on the podcast next week. So stay tuned. 
We've got Christy Campbell coming up, who's an absolute superstar in the nutrition space. She's coming up. We've got Phil Daru, who um, works with UFC fighters. He's coming on. So the next few weeks, guys, it's going to be massive. Going to bring you some special guests, some great insights. Stay with me, guys. Peace out. Love you.